right so this morning and next week sunday i'm going to be speaking on what i've titled making the most of the rest of the year making the most of the rest of the year we're still in the midst of the year and it is important for us to know what it takes to have um a better second half many of us are familiar with football you'd realize that in a football match there are certain people or certain teams that when they start out in the game they don't fear well sometimes it even seem to see the odds are against them but you see um when there is a break you know the first half break and they get into the locker room what happens most times is that the coach says certain things to the team tells them the possibility that still lies ahead and oftentimes what eventually happens is that as a result of the words they have heard and the new perspective they have received a team that was not doing well in the first half can end up becoming the winner of that game and in the same way i want us to understand that it doesn't matter what the first half of the year has been god is giving you and i another opportunity to make the rest of this year the best part of this year and my prayer for you is that that will be your experience in jesus name whatever has happened in the first half of the year good bad i want you to understand that there is still hope there is still in a sense time for the testimonies that have happened i want you to know that there are better testimonies on the way because the bible says in proverbs 4 verse 18 that the path of a just man is as a shining light and it shines more and more unto the perfect day so whatever you may have achieved since the beginning of the year up until now i want you to know that there is room for more and whatever shortcoming you may have experienced i want you to know that there is also room for improvement this morning i want us to open our bibles to philippians chapter 2 and verse 16 philippians chapter 2 and verse 16 we're going to be reading two passages of the scripture philippians 2 and 16 and also ephesians chapter 5 verse 14 to 18 but we'll start with philippians verse 16 the bible says holding forth the word of life that i may rejoice in the day of christ that i have not run in vain neither labored in vain the truth is at the end of this year many will realize that they have lived the year in vain many will get to november and december and they will realize that there are many things they should have achieved but they did not achieve there are many things they should have done but they never did and that's what apostle paul was saying here that i don't want to get to a point in my life where i now get to realize that i have run in vain and i have labored in vain it simply means that if a man can labor in vain it is also possible for a man to labor with profits and if you remember in hebrews chapter 4 i believe in verse 2 the bible makes us to understand that god wants us to profit he says the things that you know uh, uh, um he says let us therefore fear right hebrews 4 verse 1 to 2 lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest it says any of us may seem to come short of it it says unto us was the word preached as well as unto them it said but the word preached did not profit them certain people it said because it was not mixed with faith in their hearts so god wants us to profit he wants you and i to get to the end of the year and have things to show for our lives he wants us to have things to show in our businesses 
in our careers in our finances in our relationships he wants us to get to the end of the year and it is not just a replication of previous years but it is an advancement and i pray for you that by the end of this year you will record profits in the name of jesus you will look at every area of your life and there will be nothing missing there will be nothing broken you know that is what peace actually means peace is from the hebrew word shalom and it means nothing missing nothing broken peace is not necessarily a state of just calmness it is that state where a man gets to in his life and nothing is missing it simply means everything that should be in place is in place i pray for you that whatever needs to be in place that is not yet in place they will begin to fall into place right now in the name of jesus at the end of this year whatever has not been in place they would have found their right place in the name of jesus so it is possible for a man to live his life conduct him or herself in a particular way that at the end of the year the year would have been a waste and we need to understand that the time like this in the middle of the year is a time for adjustment is a time for reassessment many will keep living their lives you know oblivious of the time and the seasons the bible talks about a particular tribe in israel it says that the reason why their brethren was at their command was because they had an understanding of the time and the seasons i think those were the sons of Issachar. it said as a result their brethren was at their command simply because they had an understanding of the times and seasons let me tell you this all times are not equal and i've told us that a couple of times the beginning of the year is significant there are things you must do at the outset of every season the midst of the year is another significant time and it's a time for readjustment it's a time for re-evaluation it's a time to check and cross-check am i still on course am i still where i'm supposed to be am i doing the things i'm supposed to be doing it is too late at the end of the year to be doing an evaluation because at that time you have lost the time and time lost can never be regained because you can't save time neither can you store it the last few seconds since i started ministering that time is gone you can't get it back and so what you do with your time is very important and so you and i we must begin to ask ourselves have i achieved with my life have i done with my life since the beginning of this year that which god has ordained for me or that which i set out to achieve during the course of this year ephesians chapter 5 verse 14 to 18 let's have it on the screen ephesians chapter 5 and verse 14 to 18 the bible says wherefore he saith awake thou that sleepest look at your neighbor and say neighbor wake up don't sleep don't sleep <laughs> wake up you that sleepest he said arise from the dead and christ will give you light see then that you walk circumspectly not as fools but as wise it simply means there is a way you can live your life and nobody needs to call you a fool the way you are conducting your life is in alignment with the way a fool conducts his or her life this passage of scripture was written to the church in ephesus so paul was not writing to unbelievers he was writing to believers he says but you see you guys need to live life in a different way he says don't live as fools but live as a wise person 
And how do you do that? He says, by redeeming the time. Because the days are evil. He says again, he says, don't be unwise. But understanding what the will of the Lord is. And don't be drunk with wine wherein there is excess. He says, but be filled with the spirit. Now, if it says to redeem the time, what does that mean? You see, the word redeem, anytime you see the prefix re, it is two words. Redeem is not one word in a sense, it is two words. Re simply means to do something back or to do it again. So, when you're looking at the word redeem, it will break it down. Deem simply means to hone. So when you say you are redeeming the time, it simply means you are taking control of your time. You are being in charge of your life. So when we say to redeem the time, it simply means in a sense to rehone your time, to regain your time and to be in control of your time. To redeem is to fulfill a pledge or a promise. To convert something into value. To fulfill or pay an outstanding debt and to deliver on a commitment and if you're talking about redeeming the time these are the things you must do with your time when you're redeeming the time you must fulfill the promise or the pledge you have made to yourself at the outset of the year at the outset of the quarter now this is what i'm going to do many of us made promises to ourselves oh pastor i never did yes you did you called it in your resolution you may not have documented it, but there were certain things you said, oh, this year this is going to happen. This year I'm not going to do this. Those were promises you made to yourself. Question, have you fulfilled that promise? See, let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit talked me something a while back. He said the reason most people don't trust other human beings is because they don't trust themselves. Because we have lied. See, let me tell you, life is all about programming. Many of us, we have said things to ourselves. Oh, I will do this, I will do that. And you end up not doing it. You know what you're doing? You are destroying your own capacity for self-trust. The reason why it's difficult for certain people to achieve certain things is because the things they should have achieved, the steps they need to take to achieve those things, they don't take it. So even when they make plans and set goals, it's, it's a form of self-sabotage. They have already believed and told themselves, I can't achieve this. Because over time, you train yourself. You are programming yourself to become a particular kind of person. So when you are redeeming your time, number two, it also means to convert it into value. To convert it into value. That simply means that every second, every minute, every hour, whatever you do with it must be valuable. It's either you are doing something valuable or what you're doing will deliver value. When you're talking about redeeming the time, it also means to deliver on a commitment. On a commitment. What commitments have you made to yourself? What commitment have you made to God? It's very important. So when we're talking about making the most of the year, if you make the most of the year at the end of the year, like a December or a November, how would you know that you have made the most of the year? How would you know? Because there are metrics to these things. Because if you can't measure it, how would you be able to say of the truth, I've made the most of the year? Number one, to make the most of the year is to make a difference in the remaining days of the year. And this principle can also be applied to the beginning of the year or the start of any season, any new season. 
to make the most of the rest of the year is to make a difference with your life in the remaining days left it is also to break records in the remaining days of the year there may be a, 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 you may have certain records you have set for yourself maybe career records maybe financial records maybe enterprise records to make the most of the remaining days of the year simply means you do whatever it takes to break those records because records are meant to be broken you know there was a time that it was believed that no human being can run the 100 meter race in less than four minutes it was believed and so nobody ever did it but a man by the name of roger bannister who was not even in a sense a professional athlete he was a medical student decided to run that year in the olympics i i think maybe it was the olympics or something but i think it is and he ran the 100 meter race in less than four minutes three minutes and some few seconds but you see <laughs> what happened is after he did that weeks later other people began to break that record don't wait for people to break your record break it by yourself the things that there are some of us some of the things you're doing now nobody has ever done it in your family nobody has achieved those things maybe even in this particular season of your life nobody has achieved certain things that early what you need to do is after you have done those things don't congratulate yourself like an agama lizard that fell on the floor and shakes his head tell yourself i've broken this record what record is next to be broken are you hearing what i'm saying there are still five months and couple of weeks left in the year whatever you have achieved this year is infinitesimal compared to what god wants to do with your life in the remaining days of the year because god does not expect you to just sit down and be lounging for the rest of the year because you have done something you have not done before to make the most of the rest of the year is to achieve landmark results in the work of your hands to achieve landmark results to achieve landmark results in the rest of the year next is to accomplish all you set out to do in the year to accomplish all you set out to do in the course of the year what have you set out to do this year when you stepped into this year when you stepped into this quarter what did you tell yourself i'm going to do what did you tell yourself what did you write on that vision board i want to assume you have one what's there <laughs> many write things at the beginning of the year but they forget it in the remaining days of the year they don't even look at it to make the most of the rest of the year this is very important is to get done all god has instructed you to do this year is to get done all that god has instructed you to do this year is to get done all that god has instructed you to do this year what were the things god told you at the outset of the year as a believer you must be in that constant state of hearing your ears must be forever close to the mouth of god god is always speaking but men are not always hearing and hearing is not the exclusive preserve of preachers it is the responsibility of every believer to hear god for themselves we live in a generation well it's not a new thing it has always been that way that people would rather look for a medium to hear god on their behalf 
and tell them what God has said. But that's not God's plan. That's not God's plan. Even from the Old Testament. The Bible says God told Moses, tell the children of Israel, everyone should come towards the mountain. The Bible says when they saw the thunders and the quakes, they moved backwards and said, don't worry Moses, you go here God and tell us what God said. The Bible says, I wish, I think it was Moses that said that, that this, this nation will be a nation of priests. And that's why in Revelations 1 and verse 5 and 6, the Bible says he has made us kings and priests and we shall reign with him. What is the lamb that was slain, right? To make us kings and priests. So what were the things they told you in the place of prayers? What are the impressions of the spirits in your heart? Next, to make the most of the rest of the year is to achieve the expected success appropriate for this season of your life. That's very important. I'm going to say it again. To make the most of the rest of the year is to achieve the expected success required for this season of your life. Hmm. There are certain things that are expected of you and I at certain seasons of our life. Certain things are expected. That's why there is a time according to, you know, maybe biological calendar or societal structure that you're expected to be in primary school, be in secondary school, if you finish secondary school and you're at home, if you grew up in an environment where I grew up in, where it's not only your parents that is responsible for you, you begin to get some looks on the streets. Why are you not in school? For some will be bold enough to confront you. <laughs> it was when I moved to Lagos a couple of years ago, I realized, and when I met some guys in school, that when people finish school in Lagos, they go to work. It was funny where I was coming from. Where I grew up, you finish school, you enter school immediately. It's nothing like going to work. You are not old enough to be working. Go to school. <laughs> and you see, even though there's nothing wrong with it, but you see, when you do things outside of its appropriate time, it becomes more difficult to achieve. It becomes more difficult to achieve. Because there is a calendar God has put in place for certain things. There are certain things, I think I've spoken about this a couple of times, that there are certain things that must be achieved at certain seasons of your life. Some things must be achieved between age 0 to 25. That's why 0 to 25 is not the season to be gallivanting around and say, oh, I'm a young person, I see you have time. You don't. Because there are certain things, if you don't get at that foundational stage of your life, it will take the sure mercies of God to get it right. There are certain things that must be done from age 26 to 50. And on and on. Praise the Lord. So to make the most of every season, especially the rest of this year, you must focus on what you can control and ignore the things you cannot control. Focus on the things that you can control. Focus on the things that you can control. <laughs> There are certain things you may never be able to control. If I not me, you will never be able to control. For instance, you can't control gravity. That's why nobody complains about it. You can't, con <laughs> you can't control the weather. You can't. 
you can't control the rain the evaporation condensation and all those things you can't but there are certain things you can control you can control your attitude you can control your response to things if you're going to make the most of the rest of the year you must also learn to place appropriate value on time I said if you're going to make the most of the rest of the year and every season of your life you must focus on what you can control and number two you must focus or place appropriate value on time on time on time so to make the most of the rest of the year focus on what you can control there are certain things you can't control you can't control emiloko huh you can't control the neck in a sense you can vote but you can't control it are you hearing what i'm saying you can't because really if you understand the way democracy works the best place to create change is at the delegate level not at the polling unit that's just the truth but that's a story for another day praise the lord or vote <laughs> you must vote in fact maybe one of these services will use pvc to admit people into church you don't have pvc go back home <laughs> praise the lord next you must place appropriate value on time <laughs> you know i came across something i think it was over this weekend and it blew my mind that if you live 80 years you only lived 4,000 weeks it shock you <laughs> just 4,000 weeks 80 years seems like a long time but when you calculate it in weeks it's just 4,000 weeks so to think you have all the time to be watching all the Netflix shows Stranger Things huh? what else do you watch glamour girls <laughs> and you are just sitting and watching and life is going tick tock tick tock tick tock <laughs> oh and on tick tock <laughs> I was actually talking about the clock <laughs> because today it's not even just the TV anymore your distraction is in your hands it's in your hands and that time once it's gone it can never be regained many of us if you calculate the number of times you have spent on entertainment huh, is enough to be a millionaire if you channel that time in productive engagement your life would have changed now there is nothing wrong in entertainment but it must be appropriately consumed entertainment is meant for someone that has worked entertainment cannot be the work except you are in the entertainment industry value your time time is god's gift to man your results and your achievement is your gift to god so god has given you time what are you going to do with it the billionaire and the beggar both have 24 hours the difference is not seen luck in a sense the difference is in what they do with their time 
and one of the things time does is that it places people on a level you know it, it, it places people on equal field time is a leveler time helps you to achieve what you couldn't have achieved because the moment time stops you are out of this world so the time god has given you is a gift what are you going to give him back at the end of the year what would you say at the end of the year this is what i converted my time into because let me tell you this time is a convertible resource the convertible resource you can convert time into wisdom you convert it into foolishness you convert it into wealth you convert it into prosperity poverty you convert it into advancement or retrogression it depends on what you do with it it's a convertible resource your result you also need to understand is not measured in a sense in chronological time as it were now let me put it this way so that it doesn't sound confusing your result is measured based on the season of your life not just in things accomplished so for instance you buy your first land at the age of 70 it is a good thing but when will you start building most likely they may bury you in the compound are you hearing what i'm saying it's a good thing but it's too late it's coming late and in case somebody has a mindset here that as a single lady they're not supposed to have properties perish that thought ah you will chase men away you better chase those kind of men away it is better there are certain places where they believe as a woman you should not have a car before you marry because you will chase away those men it's better you chase away those kind of men because those kind of men if you succeed they can't handle it so it is still a problem waiting in the future am i making sense i heard of a guy a while back who was dating a girl who has a car and every time they wanted to go out he would tell her pack the car let's take public transport that's not a red flag that's a red billboard <laughs> that's wrong for your life ja bastards that one you don't need the only ghost or any prophet to tell you that there's something wrong huh. park the car some of you to collect the car key and driver some of us have issues with that no problem we'll talk about it some other time so that your brain can work so that you also buy yours because as you are driving something is selling now my base car is drive. <laughs> but make sure you drive the right person's car also not someone that will give you three lessons in two years time praise the lord not all men have faith and understanding so there's a balance to these things right there's a balance so understand that time can be lost time can be stolen so what we don't understand is certain people are stealing your time without knowing there is something called attention engineers this generation is oblivious of those were the guys behind the success of cities like las vegas and now most it companies in silicon valley are employing them the goal is to ensure you stay on those apps without being conscious that time is going haven't you noticed most time you say you want to check something 
on Instagram. When you check it, by the time you open the app, it's something else you are checking. When you now remember, I wanted to check something, you don't even remember what you wanted to check. And you have spent like two hours. It's deliberate. Some people created it that way. So they are stealing your time. It's not only things people steal now. In fact, the best thing to see, because if you are stolen a man's time, you are stolen his life. Time can also be abused. So the question is, have you been abusing your time since the beginning of the year? Because an abuse simply means a wrong use of something. Abuse is abnormal use. Because that thing could have been used for something else. Time can also be depreciated. In the same way time can be appreciated. What that simply means is that your time can have increased value and your time can have reduced value. That's why the time of everybody does not have equal value. It doesn't. It doesn't. That's why some people in your life you should spend five seconds with. Some people deserve five minutes. Some people you can give them five hours. It's about about value. Some people do something for one hour. They get paid in millions. Some people do the same thing for one hour. They get paid in five figures. The difference is in what they have converted their time into. Because everybody's time is not equal in value. Am I making sense this morning? I'm trying to be as simple and as practical as possible. By the end of the year, may you have results. May you be a thousand times more. In the name of Jesus. May you look at the midst of this year by December and check July, August, September, October, November, and December, and it will look as if you have lived for six years. In the name of Jesus. Do you know it is possible to have in six months the harvest of six years? It's very possible. (laughs) Some people's one year is like the ten years of most people. Let me tell you this. It's not always in a sense that something miraculous happens. Just like I've told us, let me say the obtained time. It is irresponsible for you as a believer to keep believing God for miracles. It's in the Bible. Miracle is God's intervention for the temporary irresponsibility of man. In the wilderness, the God was taking them to the promised land. They could not plant. They could not be responsible because of where they were at that phase. If they plant today, in the next three months, they will not be in that same location to harvest. So God was feeding them with manna. But the day they stepped into the promised land, it was not the devil. It was God himself that stopped the manna. He stopped feeding them miraculously. I believe in miracles, but there are certain areas of our lives where we must stop believing for miracles. It's a sign of irresponsibility. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When you have no job, when you, 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 you are in the current state of life, where you can't fend for yourself, God can supply through the miraculous. But you can't be working, and your money is finishing before the end of the month, and all the time you are trusting God for miracle. You are living beyond your size. You are living beyond your size. That's what is happening. Or if you know that you can't reduce your size, increase your means. So let's be practical. Let's break it down. 
to make the most of the year or the most of the rest of the year number one forget the past forget the past isaiah 43 and verse 18 to 19 the bible says remember not the former things neither consider the things of old it says behold i think we should all read it together isaiah 43 verse 18 let's have it on the screen please 18 and 19 let's have 18 and 19 together isaiah 43 verse 18 and 19 all right let's read it together one to go remember not the former things neither consider the things of old verse 19 behold i will do what in your life may god do a new thing he says now it shall spring forth shall you not know it i will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert before god can do a new thing you must forget the former things i hear what i'm saying both the good and the bad have you met people before that every time they share testimony it is past testimony ah two years ago when the lord when i was in school you have left school share a new testimony are you saying since you left school god has not done anything because it is possible to stay with stale success haven't you seen people <laughs> that they've traveled before maybe they deported them but 20 years later they are still forming accents when i when, when i was in new york in a, they know all the streets in new york oh why did you travel back they can't answer that question former things former things remember not the former things two things that it says neither consider the things of old it could be a good thing but it is old it is old god is saying don't remember it forget it yesterday is in the tomb cremate it the past is past let it stay in the past that's where it belongs because if you don't leave the past in the past whether it is past disappointment and i'm going to talk about some things you must forget you must learn to let the past stay in the past if moses had not forgotten the last 40 years of his life he would never become the moses that rescued the nation of israel out of egypt and it was not a bad past completely because that part it was the prince of egypt i hope you know he was living in the palace he was a big boy another part he had to forgot forget was that he was a murderer and when god said can, can you imagine the same place where they declared him wanted god sent him back there if moses was considering that he would never have had the confidence to walk up to pharaoh and say god said let my people go you are wanted grab him <laughs> but he forgot it look at paul you see one of the guys that <laughs> I find amazing in scripture is Paul the Apostle. Apostle Paul was talking to one of the churches one day. He said, I have wronged no man. Oh God, you are a liar. You killed my uncle, sister, cousin. The guy was a murderer. He assassinated many Christians, but he said, I have wronged no man. Because for him to have gotten to that point where he could receive the revelation needed for the New Testament church and document those things, he must have forgotten that past some of us the reason why you are still on the same spot why you have not moved forward is because you have not forgiven yourself for your past errors every time you are in prayer you always start your prayer father forgive us this sin of omission sin of commission sin of, what's that 
son has asked me before that pastor why is it that in the gateway church and i think i should go there this morning it's not part of what i plan to talk about but let me do that in case someone has that question why is it that during our service we don't ask for forgiveness of sins the reason is because i believe you are saved and you have the holy spirit what do i mean as a believer that is saved and if you are not saved the best time to do it is this morning if you are not a believer i better be asking for forgiveness every day if i every minute do you understand what i'm saying because you are not just sinning you are a sinner your nature is sin you are sin personified do you understand and i'm not making saying that as a judgment is what the bible says but the moment you give your life to christ there is a change of nature and so what happens is that as a believer that is living right when you sin the only ghost should convict you you will feel that switch in your heart that i just did something wrong that is the time to ask for forgiveness not waiting for a time of prayer and you now combine all this thing and i say father and the one i remember and the one i don't remember what nonsense is that it's just like you offending your best friend and i said don't worry in the evening i will apologize together no you don't do that at that point when you realize i've heard at that point you ask for forgiveness immediately that holy spirit i shouldn't have done this i'm sorry don't deal because if you don't do that you you see you can never live a victorious christian life because you will keep living in guilt question what if you keep piling up the saints for evening prayer or morning prayer and midday jesus comes and it is that sin that will not make you make heaven these things are not just easy people don't question religion that's where the problem is the fact that it has always been done does not mean it is right and now it's not scriptural there's no way is somebody getting what i'm saying they say oh, no 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 no. but when jesus said we should pray he said we should ask for forgiveness of sin he gave them a template of prayer he didn't say pray this prayer what people call the lost prayer is not the lost prayer it's a template of prayer for those under the old covenant because when jesus gave his disciples that template he had not yet died the new testament had not yet been established the real lost prayer is john 17 because if you say akitola samuel's prayer what does that mean the prayer akitola samuel prayed the real prayer jesus prayed is in john 17 our father who art in heaven is not the lost prayer the fact that you have believed something for long does not mean it is right because the disciples came to him they teach us how to pray not tell us what to pray teach us how to give us a template praise the lord so forget the past forget the past when joseph was going to name one of his sons you know what he named him the god that made me forget my father's house there are some past you must forget you must just forget that's why when his brother show up years later there was no vengeance in his heart no bitterness even after the father died and the brothers came up with a plan said hey this guy may come after us so now that our dad is dead say when our father was alive he said that you should not kill us he knew they were lying he said oh, no 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 don't think like that he said you sold me but god sent me genesis 42 that's a man that has forgotten his past some of us the reason you have not moved forward is because you are trying to get even with the people that have hurt you in the past ah by the time my car comes that car may never come the people that did not carry me in their car they will just zoom past me hey i will show them that car may never arrive because the intention the motive is not right forget the past forget the past disappointment somebody promised you something they didn't give it to you the fact that you are even getting angry is proof that you don't see god as your source you saw that person as your source 
Because that thing they promise you, there are over 7 billion people on the earth. If one human being can do it, several human beings can do it. So it doesn't have to come through a relative. It doesn't have to come through your rich auntie, your rich uncle, your rich brother or sister. It can come through any human being. During the time of famine, Elijah needed to eat. God did not need a human being to feed him. He fed him through ravens. Ravens, we've been told that they are very selfish animals. So that they don't even feed their own children. So God used the most unlikely source to feed Elijah. Let me tell you this. God can meet your needs through unlikely sources. The problem is that you have already imagined in your heart that this is the person that must do it. That's why people don't do it. You get offended. You get bitter. Ah! And he, and he has money. Is it your money? I'll be honest with you, and God knows that I lie not. There is no one that has promised you. Let's see. Let me tell you. If someone promises me something, I don't remember. That's where I live my life. Can ask my wife. I don't remember. I said, ah, Pastor, I will do this. Even if someone makes promise in church, I don't remember. When you fulfill your promise, oh, fantastic. But I'll now put my expectation on what somebody said. Human beings are too frail. Including the person talking to you. Anything can show up. The person that promised you can have an emergency before the end of the evening. So, which one will they meet first? Yours or theirs? It's just logical. Learn to forget the past. Forgetting the past gives you the capacity to forgive. Forgetting the past gives you speed to pursue your dreams, your destiny, and your future. A man that is holding on to the past is a man that is driving. And instead of looking through the windshield, is driving looking at the rear mirror. How fast will he drive? That's if he does not have an accident. No wonder a lot of people are living sort of accidented lives. Joseph had to forget what Potiphar's wife and Potiphar did to him. Because see, let me tell you this. Potiphar knew that the wife was lying. How do I know? Joseph was a slave. To try to rape your master's wife was death. That's not the kind of prisoner you keep. And he didn't just keep him in any prison. He kept him in a presidential prison where he met the staff working in the palace. So he must have known the kind of wife he had. Just said, ah, this guy is nice. And he did not stand up for Joseph. Joseph would have, been, would have been bitter because the Bible tells us he was a commander. So when Joseph became the next person to Pharaoh, he must have been working under Joseph. Joseph could have said, my first point call of action, call Potiphar and his wife. You sent me to prison. Now it is your turn to go to prison. Forget the past. Forget the past. Forget the past failures. You did something, it did not work. Try it again. The Bible says the righteous man falls seven times, but it keeps getting back up. He doesn't stay there. Why is he falling down seven times? My pastor told me years ago. He said, because there is something is speaking from the floor that we need at the top. So failure is an event. It's not a person. Don't personalize it. It is that thing that failed. You are not the one that failed. I've tried many things in my life that failed. Many. Many. Maybe one of these days I'll do failure story. No people do success story. I do failure story. Many things. But the fact that it did not work does not mean you will not try it again. The fact that it didn't work does not even mean it will not succeed. It may be that you didn't get the formula right. So forget the past failures. Forget the past disappointments. Forget the past limitations. Some of us need to forget past association. 
there are relationships that god is separating you from you are the one going back to those relationships how we grew up together doesn't mean you have to stay together or die together are you hear what i'm saying there are some people that god will need to separate you from your familiar territory so that you can do something in your life do you think if joseph was still in his father's house would have become prime minister never number two to make the most of the rest of the year review and reassess your life most believers we don't do this we just keep praying 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 god do it good do, do it sending god on errands as if he's an errand boy delivery guy always sending him on errand review and reaccess this is a time of the year that you must go on a retreat many of us the ideology of retreat we have is going to one bush or one mountain where there is mosquito no 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 no, no. you can have a retreat in your house it simply means you are separating yourself so that you can reaccess things review what has been happening that was what happened to the prodigal son luke chapter 15 this guy was a non-thinking guy the bible says he had a father that was very wealthy the father was not dead but he asked for a part of his own inheritance the father being so kind gave it to him the bible says he lost everything but the change in his life started the day the bible says he came to himself came to himself he had been going to other people went to his father to collect his inheritance but a day came that the bible says he came to himself verse 15 and 17 and when he came to himself he said how many hired servants if you read further down the things that happened as a result of that reevaluation was what changed his life sometimes you just need to come to yourself sometimes you just need to ask yourself questions because you can't reevaluate without making inquiries you can't you can't how will you know you are still on track if you don't review what you are doing how People just keep living, just keep living, living, living. At the end of the seven, I've been here, yeah. What's happy about the year? What's happy? Review. Don't just don't 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 live life in a robotic way. Plug and play. Just going zombie, oh zombie. Just keep living like zombies. Sit down, review. Where am I supposed to be now? That's some of the questions you need to ask. I think you should write it down. I'll just run through some of them. If you don't get it, download the message and listen to it. When you want to do reviews, ask yourself questions like, what do I need to change? Next, what do I need to start doing? Because there are certain things that you've not been doing, but you need to start now. Some of us, you need to start going to the gym. Some of us, you need to increase your prayer life. The lifting you are trusting God for, your spiritual capacity is not strong enough to handle it. If God leaves you, it will even be a disservice because you will be wasted. Because new levels, new devils. See, let me tell you this. There are demons that don't know you. You don't even exist to them until you get to certain levels. There are demons that only live and occupy positions of power. I've told you, you see, the devil is very strategic. Very strategic. He won't appoint a demon that should be over a territory to a human being. No, he doesn't waste his resources. That's why Daniel did not know there was any demon called Prince of Persia until he became a governor in Babylon. And I started praying, no answer. He received the revelation that when he prayed from the first day, the answer had been released, but a Prince of Persia withstood the answer. 
If he was just praying for a car, a house, the prince of Pasha does not need to stand that one. It's common wish in the village that we undo that one. So what do you need to start doing? Some of us need to start spending more time in the world. You need to start reading the Bible. You need to start reading the Bible. As a student, I had more than four Bibles. I never knew I was going to be a pastor. Some of you, the Bible you have is not even the one you bought with your money. They willed it to you. Some of you, your Bible is Gideon Bible. Gideon. The Bible talks about the word of God being the sword of the spirit. You, it is blade you have. The blade of the spirit. <laughs> you are taking a knife to a gunfight. We are DOA, dead on arrival. <laughs> As you show yourself, pow. <laughs> Next question What do you need to stop doing? Some of us, you need to stop doing certain things. As a man, it may be that the way you are talking to your wife needs to stop. Or as a wife, it may be that the way you treat your husband in public, you need to stop it. You need to be more honoring and respectful. Maybe that some of us, we need to stop spending everything. Pastor has come again. Yes, I have come. Stop eating with ten fingers. You said the money is not enough. It will never be enough. Even if it is ten naira, save it. Your account should not always be in the red. See, this thing is psychological and spiritual. Every time you check your account balance and it is zero. Or hundred naira. And they now remove bank charges. It's now minus two hundred. <laughs> You feel like a poor person in spite and regardless of the prophetic declaration made over you. But every time you feel broke and you remember, ah, I have more money saved somewhere, that feeling changes. At least I still have something somewhere. And that feeling is magnetic. It attracts more. You will always attract more of who you currently are. So if you place yourself in a perpetual state of lack, you will attract more of it. You hear what I'm saying? I hear you. <laughs> what do you need to do less of? What do you need to do less of? There are some things that you may not need to stop, but you may just need to do less of it. Also, you need to ask yourself, what is most responsible for my results? What is most responsible? You must identify what's bringing my results. So that you will not spend your time on trivialities. The moment you identify the things that produces your result, you do more of that and ignore every other thing. Or you do less of those things or delegate it. Next, ask yourself, what should I have achieved at this time of the year? What should I have achieved? What should I have achieved? And also ask yourself, what did I stop that was meant to continue? What did I stop? What did I stop that ought to continue? So when we're talking about review, the purpose of asking this question, right, is to do a reviewing. Or to do a review, rather. And to review is to compare where you are to where you're supposed to be. To review is to compare where you are. I mean, say don't compare yourself. Yes, don't compare yourself to other people, but compare yourself to your destiny. Some of us, you know where you are, you are not supposed to be there. Except you want to lie to yourself. Also to review is to ask difficult questions and provide answers. Honest answers. Because some questions, when you ask, they don't, you know, the answers are not, they are not so nice. 
the first step you need to take if you're going to make the most of the rest of the year is focus on your priorities focus on your priorities focus on your priorities when you do a review it will help you discover what your priorities are when you have discovered your priorities focus on them everything does not require your attention everything doesn't if you are going to achieve exceptional things you can't be everywhere you can't be doing you know. see and check everyone that achieves phenomenal things ah huh? their life is boring get that and get it straight all of you always want exciting things in a sense they live a life of boredom you can literally predict what they are doing part time predicts but some of us you always want to do interesting things that's why life is not interesting easy the way it works is you live a boring life you have an interesting life you are always excited always stimulated life your results will be very boring isn't it amazing that the people have you seen some houses you know very well nice set up and everything and the people who have those houses they don't have time to live in those houses haven't you noticed it's amazing the people that stay there are the ones that can't produce it. That's the strength in about life. Matthew 6 33, that's what the Bible says. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It says, and every other thing will be added unto you. Understand your priorities. As a believer, your priority should be God first and his kingdom. If that's not your priority, your priorities are misplaced. God first. Before your job, yes before your job <laughs> before your job before any other thing even before your spouse before yourself god first when you are so busy with work that you don't have time to pray you don't have time to read your bible <laughs> it's like a chicken you are rearing for christmas it's not from the kindness of your heart it's so that you have enough meat to eat and now the devil is grooming you because it will get to a point you will get to a level that you don't have the capacity to sustain that lifting that's what pharaoh said when moses showed up at the palace and said god said let my people go that they may serve me ah pharaoh said these people we know what to do we don't need to get any demon to attack them just increase their workload he said give them more work <laughs> he said it's because they are having time that's why they are thinking of god that's why most people go and check it most people that don't have solid faith in god people that serve things serve god only because of things to buy a car to buy land to get a job most times when they relocate to a western country they lose their faith go and check it because god was only something they were using there was no relationship it was not a priority so they go to an environment where it is work around the clock you want to work no problem we'll give you more work there is work just be working just be working so you keep working no time for children no time you just realize ah, it's because of the children the children eventually they lose those children not lose as in death but the values change <laughs> focus on your priorities god first and his kingdom next is you in order of priority you not a babe not wife no husband because if you are not growing you have nothing to add to somebody else you can't give what you don't have you can't give it you can't give it <laughs> isn't it amazing awesome <laughs> i don't know maybe i should go there 
see, in life, some things must come first. Even Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of need tells you that certain needs must be met before you start thinking of romance. There is no romance without finance. You are still trusting God to balance. You are looking for babe as a guy. We should beat you. Nancy, she broke up with me. She should. The girl wants to live a good life. See, when God made man, he made man from the dust, from rough materials. When he made the woman, he made the woman from a finished product. That's why women like enjoying life. That's the way God made them. Don't deceive yourself. Any woman that is suffering with you now, you better have it in mind that she must enjoy in future. Just know that. She's not supposed to suffer eternally. Don't say, if you suffer with us, you shall raise with us. She's not Christ. <laughs> Are you what I'm saying? That's the way God made women. As a guy, you see, boss, you can easily jump inside. <laughs> a woman is not wired that way. She wants to take Uber. I say, eh, you, you calculate. Ah. <laughs> Uber, five days. Ah. <laughs> oh, <shoot. laughs> a woman just wants comfort. Sometimes then I don't want to drive. Maybe I want to go out. I say, take Uber now. I say, Uber. Ah. <laughs> and it's not like I can't afford it. But sometimes I just think, ah, but take Uber. Go. I said, don't worry, I'm fine. I said, take Uber. Should I give it to my? I said, don't worry. Sometimes you say, okay, take the word. I will still take public transport. <laughs> She's there for the first time. Now I'm exposed. <laughs> Praise God. Because the women think are different. Are different. Please understand your priorities. Understand your priorities so that your life will not fall to pieces. Do the right thing at the right time. And some of us, the things you are running after, you see, when you look, when you look for comfort too early in life, huh? that comfort you will not find it. One of the things my mentors told me very early, and I thank God it held me. He said, Don't the two of them said, Don't travel too early said if you travel too early and you have not achieved anything meaningful with your life you will not want to come back so you may lose your calling he said but when you have achieved a measure of comfort and success if you travel you can't wait to get back to your work as i have friends that they've traveled is a no journey of no return they can't come back because they established nothing before they traveled and it wasn't that they planned to relocate they went visiting and they disappeared Some of you want to go on vacation in summertime. You don't need summer now. Make money. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Make money. Be admiring the picture of those going on summer. Use it as a vision board. Ah, one day. Me too, I will go on summer. You go for summer, you come back, you are drinking Gary. But people see your, they see your reel. Ah, last week. In Dubai. In Maldives. They are now driving this coming week. And now, so you're on a car that says, eh, you know, eh, what happened? The distance is so wide. Just live the fake life. And after you is your family or marriage, if you're married, next is your work. I'm telling you the chronological order of power. It is God first, you next, marriage next. Don't place your work above your marriage. You can lose that marriage. Huh? <laughs> And then you will understand that your marriage is more important than your work. 
Praise the Lord. Some people, when they want to make career decisions, they don't consider their family. Especially men. It's not because of us I'm making this money. Uh, it's because of you. Don't lie. It's not because of them. Most times for men, it's because of you. It's your ego. Next is finances. Pay attention to your finances. It's a priority. It's a priority. Don't wonder where your money has gone at the end of the month. Tell your money where to go. That's prioritizing your finances. And it's called budgeting. Some people don't like that word. It's like a cost word. Budgeting. No, 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 no. Christ has made us free. Continue. Be spending freely. Last but not the least for this morning. Is follow God's plan for your life. Follow God's plan for your life. Or maybe I should say find and follow God's plan for your life in this season. If you're going to make the most of the rest of the year, you must know what God wants you to be doing in the rest of the year. And God has a plan for every season of our lives. That's why the scripture where we read earlier, Ephesians 5 and verse 17, he says, don't be wise. Maybe we should have it on the screen again. Ephesians 5, 17, please, let's have it on the screen. Ephesians 5 and verse 17. Have you been blessed this morning? Let's read together one to go. Wherefore, be not unwise, but what? Understanding what the will of the Lord is. It simply means when you don't know what the will of the Lord is for you part time, you are not wise. It's English. It's as simple as that. Part time, you must understand. The will of God simply means what does God want me to be doing at this season of my life? What am I supposed to be doing? What you are supposed to be doing may not be what, or what your friend is doing may not be what you need to be doing. Don't be driven by the bandwagon effect. The fact that everybody is doing it and is working for them does not mean you will do it and it will work for you. I had to learn that the hard way. And I thank God that I learned it very early. The others may be investing in something and they are cashing out. It's the day you put your money, it will fold up. As simple as where to put your money, you need to ask God. Because many of us are just invest, invest, invest. Many of us are not investors. We are gamblers. What we call investing today now is gambling. You say, bring this money. In six weeks time, we we'll give you this amount. Nobody makes that kind of profit in six weeks. Even Dangote can't give you. Being the wealthiest man, the wealthiest corporation in Africa, is in Africa or whatever. They can't give you that. But we believe it. If it sounds too good to be true, it's not true. Find out what does God want me to do at this season of my life. John chapter 2 and verse 5. The Bible says that Mary told the people, whatever he tells you to do, do it. What is God telling you? That's why it's important for you as a believer. You see, if a member of this church or you believe God is telling you to be a part of this church, one book you must have is how to be led by the Spirit of God by Kennedy again. Is a handbook. You must always refer to it. Because the foundation of the Christian faith rests upon the leadership of God's spirit. Or else you become a victim of commercial profits. Find out what God's plan is for your life. You must know with 100% certainty what you're supposed to be doing. I remember reading about um, Calvin Coolidge. I think he was the 36th president of the United States. He was having a dinner with a man and the man considered it a privilege. You know, they invited him to the White House, you know, to come have dinner with the president. And he was so privileged. So when he sat down, 
before you know the president they were sitting at the table he noticed that every time you know the president Calvin would you know take a spoon he will bend down and serve um, and post um, something on the floor so he thought ah, maybe this is a new ethics or etiquette so he would also take a spoon and pour it on the floor it was after the dinner when he stood up he realized that the person was actually feeding his cat so they were looking at him he just noticed that when he was doing that they were looking at him funny like what's this guy doing the president was feeding his cat he was pouring food on the floor many of us we do things that we don't find out why are people doing it god may have told them to do it is he telling you to do it may not have told you to do it so you need to find out what god is saying to you per time i've told this story before about a man that was stuck in traffic lagos traffic true story and he saw this you know was behind this particular tag taxi and the man was just you know taking all those shots ah. so at the point the taxi went out you know of the main road and the man said you know all these taxis they know the right way in lagos so he followed the man the man would take tons tons of, he was following the man over 30 minutes the taxi eventually parked the man came out of the car locked his car and entered his house he was following the man that decided to stop working and go home. he had lost his way because he was following the wrong person the man was going the right way he was going the wrong way please follow god's plan for your life we live in a generation that no longer prioritizes that it's about what is trending what is woke you need to find out what god does what does god want me to do at this season of my life it is better to be sensitive than it is to be sensible i'm going to say that again it is better to be sensitive than sensible it's not everything that is sensible that is in alignment with divine agenda look at someone like david the bible told us that david never lost any battle why because david never assumed divine guidance every step of the way david would always ask god what should i do what step should i take in what direction should i go see the reason david became king over israel was not because he was anointed king i know some of us are surprised it was because david was led every step of the way because after he was anointed king saul tried to kill him several times and it was divine guidance that rescued him from the assassination plot of saul if saul had killed him he never would have become king many of us are anointed god has given you the grace to do certain things but you are ignoring divine guidance that thing may never happen and it will not be god's fault it will be your fault at the time of famine the natural thing to do is to relocate that was what isaac also wanted to do god told him no 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 no. everybody is going you stay here the bible says in that same land is sold and he reaped the undefer because that was where he was supposed to stay some were supposed to relocate but for him the covenant i had with your father that covenant can only be achieved here because god made places before he made people and places are instrumental in the fulfillment of destinies destiny cannot be fulfilled anywhere destiny must be fulfilled in god's appointed place somebody hearing what i'm saying in the time of famine also elijah god told him to stay by the brook of Cherith, and that was why a raven fed him there if he had gone to the river damascus the raven would have come to the brook of Cherith, drop the food there and he would be hungry in river damascus because where god was sending the gps programming for the raven ah huh? the heavenly map 
not the Google map, <laughs> that he was following, will take him to the brook of cherries. And when the brook dried up, Elijah did not assume that the next thing to do is to move. The Bible says he did the sensitive thing, not the sensible thing. God, what is the next thing? God said, leave this place. I've prepared the woman, the widow of Zarephath. She's going to be the next person to feed you. God could have kept feeding him, but he needed to do something else in the life of someone. And he needed the prophetic intervention to do it. Friends, prioritize divine guidance. Prioritize divine guidance. There are still five months and some weeks left in this year. Find out what will God have made you. This morning, I want you to lift your voice.